you have arrived at your destination. Hey, Greg, what would you call your private eye business? <laughs> Duckman, private dick. Mm, well, I can't say it. All right, we'll have to, we'll have to bleep that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, that's what we're talking about, Greg. Today, we're talking about Duckman uh, on Animation Destination. Destination Podcast and Animation Celebration Podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie, Brandon Jones, and I'm here with Greg Rosa. Gregory Gosa. How long have we known each other and you what? mispronounced my last D- name? Did I? Oh, I, I, I thought it was I, I thought it was that. Uh, we haven't known each other that long, so, uh, you know, but yes. Uh, Greg, how you doing, man? Doing well, my friend. Thank Ec- you for having me. Excellent. We're talking about Duckman today. I am... Thrilled. A, a USA original that uh, we have talked about a lot. Um, I, it, people remember this show, mm-hmm. right? But like, people don't remember it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's they, weird. They a lot of people look at it as, was I having a fever dream? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's like it's like people remember it, but like not a whole lot of people remember like the individual episodes mm-hmm. or even like the overall story that goes across the whole thing. Yeah. Because it, there is an overall story that goes across it. It just yeah. kind of pops up here and there. Mm-hmm. But it is a very episodic type show. Yep. Um, but uh, we're going to cover that and like all the weird trivia about it, all the celebrities and things like that. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I'd like to go to our animation recommendation, which goes to uh, the new Netflix uh, Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie. Uh, it has a bunch of uh, new visuals and, and and trailers out now to to go look at, and it looks like it looks good. It looks like an old school, you know, um, uh, uh, stop motion type thing. It's oh, all, nice! It's CGI, but it like has that stop motion like like fakery kind mm-hmm. of. It looks like that. Yeah. So so it looks it looks really cool. Um, uh, it I don't think it's stop motion. It could be. It doesn't look like it's stop motion, uh, but. <laughs> Okay, it says highly anticipated stop motion picture. Okay, I guess I'm wrong. It's a, it's a stop motion, I guess. So you know, I, stop motion can be terrifying. It can. It um, can. I don't know if you remember House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, not House on Haunted. Was it House on Haunted Hill where they're in the insane asylum? Uh, yes, the remake and, one. Yeah, the remake. Yes, and mm-hmm. that stop yes. motion on the camera with the doctor with doing the, the walk thing and then yes. he shakes his head. Yes, that. Freaked me out yes. when I was a kid. Hundred percent, hundred percent, terrifying. It, it can like because it's like it has that un- when it's all together in a movie, it's not as terrifying. Yeah. But like when it's on its own, it's freaky. Like because yeah. yeah, when when I was a kid and you'd see like the Ray Harryhausen monsters mm-hmm. and stuff like that, they had this otherworldly feel to them. Uh, I love stop stop motion animation. Um, you know the uh, the the Leica movies do it very well mm-hmm. with Coraline and stuff like that. So I'm excited for this. We got. Del Toro, he knows how to make a movie. Sure you know? does. He's he, he's done lots of good movies. So, <laughs> so there we go. But uh, animation recommendation: go check out the trailer, see what you think about it. Maybe you think it looks terrible. I don't know. Hit hit me back. Give me some feedback. Who knows? Uh, hit back on this 
on this channel, whatever we do this on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> comment down below, wherever you can comment. Do you uh, smell toast by chance? I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I, I get this way every time, so we're all good. Uh, on to Toon News. We got a little bit of news here. Um, we got uh, uh, AMC Plus uh, slates the Pantheon for September 1st. Which is an extended first look. They have an extended first look for it. Um, it's a new show on AMC Plus that's animated. It's their first animated AMC production. So you know AMC got brought us things like Walking Dead and uh, mm-hmm. all those things. And it's still going on. It's still going on. I think it's in its final season, finally. And then it has the <laughs> spinoff show after spinoff show yeah. that's going. It's like too, well, when so. the original creator says, "I'm yeah. killing this off." Yeah, that should be a sign to everybody. No. Maybe it's time to kill it off. Nah, nah. <laughs> that, that's the time to milk it more. <laughs> like, which you know, uh, not that not that uh, he's not that he's looking uh, looking back at it unfondly with the money he makes from oh, 100%. it. hundred <laughs> percent. Like. It was funny that he just kind of released the last one. It was just like, yeah, that was the last one. Yeah. He didn't. Like, just, no uh, fanfare. Just, no fanfare. Just, just like, threw it that's out it. there. Just threw it. For all the people who could like get it and like were real fans, they got it. And then everybody else had to settle for a second printing, uh, which yeah. is kind of a which, jerk move. But <laughs> which, weirdly it, enough, still finding 10 or 12 issues sitting on a shelf yeah. six months later. Right? Yeah. <laughs> weird. weird. Um, but it is funny, though, because like, it, it is a good move because he basically just wanted to say, like, for the people who get this, they will get it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want a bunch, a glut of people coming in to get the final issue who don't actually follow the comic, and they just want the money return and stuff like yeah, that. So 100%. I liked that. It was just like, here it is. Boom. Yeah. Uh, that said, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, AMC <laughs> Pantheon. It it looks like something that doesn't need to be animated. Like, I don't, it hasn't shown a whole lot yet, but yeah. it's basically people talking in a room and like, they're talking about like, there, there's something like uh cyber security going mm-hmm. on. That's kind of weird. And it looks intriguing, but I've haven't seen anything that says animation to me. It's just like, well, there's, it's, there's, it's interesting. There's been a few things that I've seen. I, I can't remember the name of them, mm-hmm. but where they take live action footage and mm-hmm. animate over the live action footage. Yes. There's, and, yeah, there, there's that, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Better call Saul. Uh, that he has that show on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is like clearly just an animated thing. Yeah. So it's just, we, it's a bizarre thing yeah. to be like, Oh, it's, it's unnecessary animation. Yeah. Which I'm assuming it probably like has probably a big surprise or something in like the first dish in the first episode that, that explains why this needs to be animated. Yeah. Uh, because like there's a whole lot of like build up to something going on. So yeah. maybe at some point it'll be like, Oh my God. And they're, they're just kind of being quiet about it. Cause they know like the end of first episode is going to be amazing. I don't yeah. know. Or it could just be a crappy show. Yeah. I don't know. I am. I am intrigued though. So yeah. I will check out. And that's, uh, that's what out. they bank on. Yes. If they can get you in on the first episode, it's, it's true. You know, Hey, it's true. If you if you can sink me in like they did with thing, with uh, Invincible, you know I was I was in with Invincible after the first episode, so there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Peanut special, Lucy's school. Um, they're doing a doing a uh, thing for peanuts on Apple TV Plus because they're trying to milk that as much as possible for God. Apple TV Plus. 
there's so many things out. Like I, I grew up with Charlie Brown. You know, it's mm-hmm. Christmas time again. Charlie Brown. I, yeah. You know, I remember vividly the VHS tape getting it for Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. Loved the Peanuts. Yeah. But it gets to a point. Well, yeah, yeah. I well, it it is it is a lovable, charming uh, IP. To be fair, yeah, it is. Uh, and and you can kind of it, it it's it's pretty timeless. You can keep it yeah. going. Uh, but it didn't need a mobile game. No, it didn't need a mobile game. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. It did not need a mobile game. Keep it within the realm of comic and of comic strip and animation. Yeah, and that thirty-seven minute long VHS tapes. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Little specials. So you know, if so, you know, if if uh, Peanuts special Lucy's School is just like a little thing that's like hey we're doing a thing but yeah. honestly you know if it's if it's a peanut special it should be something something charlie brown yes that's how it should be yes that's just me but whatever they, i'm right there with you they can do what they want uh you know i liked the i liked the blue sky movie i thought it was fun mm-hmm. um i thought it was a very fun little movie yeah um and nobody talks about it oddly enough no it's, i it's a, it, that was actually one of the few times i was like i'm gonna go to the theaters and see this right yeah yeah because I love Peanuts. Peanuts is great. And I liked the animation that they were going with. Mm-hmm. It looked really cool. Yes. It looked Watching, different. Looked, Yeah, it was it was different enough, but still familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. liked it. So, you know, I say if you haven't seen it, go see it. Yes. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to give any Charlie Brown spinoffs, whatever it may be, give them a fair chance. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm not getting Apple TV Plus for it. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely so not. if anybody out there wants to share their login or anything yeah, like that. Anything like that. <laughs> just, just hit me up or I'll, maybe I'll go to a pirate site. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, there we go. Boom. Uh, don't go to pirate sites, kids. I can't say that officially on this thing. Because um, <laughs> you can buy it officially. Um, go buy it officially if you really want to see it. Uh, but that's it for the news that I have so far. Other than uh, some terrible deaths in the in the uh, industry, which I don't really want to talk about, um, but yeah, Greg, let's talk about Duckman. Let's talk about Duckman. Let's talk about Duckman. Speaking of deaths, yes. Yeah, speaking of deaths, so we start off with a we, death. We start off with a death. Um, you know, Everett Peck, yes, who was the creator of Duckman, yes, actually just recently passed away, June fourteenth, mm-hmm. yes, um, as at the at the time of this recording. About a month and a half ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know that yeah. until I was researching yeah. for this episode. Yeah. It, it's what inspired me to go ahead and do an episode because I heard oh. that news a little while ago. Gotcha. And I, was just like, and I was just like, who knows about Duckman? I asked you and you're like, oh yeah, let's do that. Cool. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good stuff. It's very, it's very sad. Very sad. But, you know, he... Uh, he um, how long? How old was he when he passed away? He was not super old. No, he was seventy-one. He was pretty old. Seventy-one. Not not too bad. Not 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 too bad. Pretty long life. But I mean, if you look at what he contributed yeah. to the world of animation, yes. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, substantial. A very I, fulfilled life. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, he worked very closely with uh, with the the Klasky Supo um, mm-hmm. uh, group. So you know, he worked on Rugrats. He worked on. Uh, you know, uh, so many of, of those things. He created Squ- uh, Duckman Squirrel Boy. Yeah, uh, Squirrel Boy. I never watched. Uh, Me neither. When I, when I was, I never. It was it was around that time where I. It was like one of those Cartoon Network things that I just never like. Like you know. Yeah, uh, I think there was a point for a lot of people our age where Cartoon mm-hmm. Network we just kind of distanced ourselves from it to yeah. a, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. You and know, it had some cool stuff, but there's usually like, later at night. Yeah. There's like eras where like I kind of tune out of certain things yeah. and stuff like that and like and they just just odd timings. I remember Squirrel Boy was on like 
late morning Saturdays, if mm-hmm. I remember right. I'm just not watching TV at that point. No. I, or I'm watching, like, I'm probably watching, like, maybe Cora Nickelodeon or something. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, a, was that a Nickelodeon show? I can't remember when Squirrel Point came yeah. out or what it was doing. It was, yeah. it was Cartoon Network. Yeah. It was Cartoon Network. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. He did, you know, Jumanji, Extreme Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Men in Black, the series. Yes. Godzilla, the series. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. Very pivotal shows during that mid to late 90s, even in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. that a lot of people remember. Some fondly, some not fondly. Yeah. You know, but still a part of your, you know, your childhood. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that that whole run of Klasky Supo stuff, you know, just like, you know, everybody remembers at least one Klasky Supo uh, uh, program, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's Rugrats, uh, Aureal Monsters. Oh, I loved Aureal Monsters. Yeah, Wild Thornberries. That was that. That one's been memeized. Smashing, <laughs> smashing. <laughs> that one's been memeized as much as it was, uh, as much as they had. Uh, no one. I to this day, I cannot find a single person who enjoyed Rocket Power. Not I loved Rocket. Did Power. you? Okay, I, I just like I never watched it, but like everybody I know from that era who watched it. Hated Rocket Power. So for me, like, it was different. So that was like, right when that came out right around the time that I was getting into skateboarding. Okay. That, that, um, would, that so, would be perfect for so you. So it was like, like, all right. Like, because that would be I, perfect you know, for you. Especially, you know, 10, 11 years old, mm-hmm. you're you're not yet a teenager. Right. But you're you're into middle school. Right. The kids stuff is kind of like it's kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. want to. You don't want anybody you go to school with to know that you're watching Rocket Power. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. Right. You want to have a. You know. Your your other new friends or some of your other friends are skateboarding. And right. You're part of that. And mm-hmm. I think Rocket Power fell into that perfect time slot for me. Okay. Yeah. That it was like okay, I can get into this. Right. Granted, you know. I lived in South Florida as well. Yeah. So the beach stuff that they had going yeah, on, things absolutely. like that. Like, mm. it, you had boardwalks and things like that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I never watched it. I just know that lots of like my friends who like would watch stuff at that time, watch Nickelodeon at that time, hated Rocket Power. Very odd. Uh, as told by Ginger, I do remember yes. watching, and that was actually a pretty funny show. Yeah. Uh, as told by Ginger yeah. reminded me like an animated version of my so-called life. It was. It was very much that. Yeah. It was like exactly that. <laughs> you <laughs> so, know? Yeah. And there's still doing stuff today mostly rugrats related mostly rugrats related because <laughs> they did all grown up after that and then they did the preschool days one and now they're doing the remake rugrats that's on paramount plus because uh, we don't talk about that we, i don't want to talk about it either no, <laughs> it's like no. uh, I, I i honestly like all grown up was like the hard stop for me yeah i i couldn't get into that one either i was yeah. like like it was fun as a special when they had that special yeah. that once i was like that was cute yeah, and they had the one joke about like, uh, yeah, I wish Grandpa was here. Like they'd say, Grandpa. And then at the end of the episode, he comes back from vacation. It's like, <laughs> hey, Grandpa's back. It's like he was just gone on vacation. I thought that was great. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely, that was brilliant. So, uh, yeah. So, Klasky Supo is you know again a classic, a classic soup as we said yes. before. Yes. <laughs> uh, but they did Duckman, uh, yes. which was a USA original cartoon. Yeah. Uh, that aired on USA Network, um, which was USA. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. USA was just one of those things that like they had a lot of original content. It mm-hmm. was one of the first like uh, n- uh, non-network program, one of the first cable programs mm-hmm. to really push out its own content. Yeah, much like Netflix does now. You yeah. know, Netflix is very much like they stopped doing the like a lot of the licensing for other things and just said we're going to make our own content. Mm-hmm. 
and we're gonna die by that. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna die. We're gonna live or die on that framework, and they're dying on it right now. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but USA is but, still yeah, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good because they still like you know they they still put stuff out that that, that works. Um, it they, they 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 do still license things that are like ridiculously popular, like um, uh, NCIS, which is apparently the most watched show on television. Dude, my dad. I, has he'll rewatch the same episode fifteen times. He doesn't care. My dad does too. I don't get it. It's a dad show. Well, I just like I, so like I for, for my dad. It. it started with uh, Jag. Yeah. So yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that the last episode of Jag was yeah. actually the first episode of NCIS. Yes, it is a so spinoff. Yeah. Growing up, mm-hmm. my dad watched Jag. Yeah. Religiously. Yeah. Yeah. And then NCIS and yeah. When uh, Ziva. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry, it's like twelve year old episode. Right. When Ziva was killed. Yeah. My mm-hmm. dad had like a yeah. fit. <laughs> I don't know who Ziva is. I don't my know what dad that means. Nev- my, all I know is my dad never got that emotional about anything I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> so just to plant that idea, like, not an emotional guy, but he got. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I never watched Jag. My grandmother was big into Jag, uh, but my dad loves NCIS. Yeah. So, but USA, like you know, they they they've had a bunch of original content, mm-hmm. and this was I. What is, was this their only animated adult sitcom? No, they, probably, uh, they had others, right? No, they they had others. Um, I can't remember them all off the top of my head. Right. Granted, you know, Duckman started in early '94. Yes. So mm-hmm. I was about six. Yeah. At that time. Right. Granted. At six, my dad was still a single parent, mm-hmm. so I had a lot of liberties. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> able to, able to my, go about. <laughs> yeah, my dad's at work. Mm-hmm. There's no adult yeah. supervision. Right. This is the '90s, kids. I don't know if you know. Yeah. Back then, there wasn't a whole lot of worry about needing a babysitter. Yeah. Anything. We were kind of, just kind of the TV will will take care of it's us. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. Oh. I was I was around the right age to be watched. I was around the right age to start watching it. Mm-hmm. So I was I was 12, 13 around okay. this time. So it was like that time where it was like forbidden, but yeah. not really. Yeah. Like it's like it was when I was starting to have like a bedtime that was further down the line, yeah. and I could stay up and watch it, especially on a Saturday, because mm-hmm. it was on Saturdays. I don't think I had a bedtime at that point. Nice. But so I would watch Duckman right before bed. I'd be like, oh, it's about midnight, gonna go to bed. Yeah. And I would watch Duckman. That that was like the that was like the end of the day for me on mm-hmm. a Saturday. It's like nice. every Saturday, Duckman, and then bed. Yeah. And just, it was. Uh... So. Yeah, because it was uh, what Saturdays at ten. At ten, Saturdays at ten. Was it ten? I thought it was eleven. It might, uh, it might it, have been. It, it might have been. Yeah, but it was. Uh, yeah. I I remember. I definitely remember. It you might have been Central enough. Time actually. Now that I think about it, right? So that would make it ten for you and eleven for me. Well, I was in right? Florida, so that's Eastern Time. That is so. Eastern Time. Okay. Yeah. So but, yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Either way. Yeah. Either way. But yeah, I can't remember when exactly it was. It was like ten or eleven. But, but I it was definitely late on Saturday. It's definitely late Saturday nights, and it was the last thing I would typically watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go to bed. Um. But yeah, and and again, we both watch wrestling, so that yep. was USA's whole big thing. Yeah. Like th- this is when the culture of wrestling was kind of huge too. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I got into watching this show because of a commercial on wrestling, actually. Yeah. Because that was right around the time that I started to really watch wrestling was around nine. 95 ish. Yeah. So I didn't start like when this, th- when this thing started, like yeah. I was, it was probably, I would 
watch reruns and stuff, mm-hmm. but but I didn't start until like into its second year, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. going into its third. Same thing so. with like, you know, a couple of years later with yeah. Raw and La Femme Nikita yes. on USA Network. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> La Femme, every, they would plug La Femme Nikita <laughs> every Monday night. Every Monday night they would plug <laughs> La Femme Nikita. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it, you know, that's how commercials work, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, what surprised me when we were doing research about this mm-hmm. uh, was how many episodes there actually were of this show. Yeah. Because I thought that it was like, you know, like at, I was like 30, like 30 episodes, like maybe 20, like 26. Yeah. I didn't think this lasted that long. There's 70 episodes of this yeah. thing. And I four just, like, seasons. Four seasons. 70 episodes. 70 episodes. I just don't remember that. Well, you, well like, it's kind of like the reverse. So, yeah. you know, we remember shows like, you know, growing up, Rugrats, Doug, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. We remember them like, oh man, they went on for years. Mm-hmm. Most of them actually didn't. Yeah. Right? Most of them lasted maybe two seasons yeah. and were scrapped. And during the mid 90s, especially, yeah. there were a lot of shows getting scrapped mm-hmm. within a season or two. Yeah. Yeah. Like people freak out now that it, when it happens because I think that we're more aware of it occurring. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I can't believe they canned it after one season. Yeah. That was very commonplace. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was so very much. Seeing Duckman lasted mm-hmm. four seasons, hitting 70 episodes. That's a that's a tremendous accomplishment. It was. It, it absolutely was. Uh, and it's a shame that it ends on a cliffhanger, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get into. We will get into that. But it's like, <laughs> it's the most infuriating cliffhanger. <laughs> I, I remember watching this episode randomly. Yeah. Like it just was like, cause again, I didn't know that it was, I, I was too young to understand what, you know, what seasons were coming mm-hmm. up or whatever. Yeah. And this episode like came on and it ended and it was like season finale. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah, like to I have be to be continued question yeah, mark. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have to know what, how this ends and it never comes back nope. up. And it's just like, we will get into what that is though. When yeah. We get into and episodes, what, so. what, uh, what has been said yes. about the finale and things like that. And yeah, rest assured folks, it's just a lot of disappointment. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of disappointment. It sucks, but you know, we're here to cover it. And, yep. uh, 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 what is Duckman about? Craig. So, Duckman is basically about a guy, yeah, who well, a duck, a duck, yeah, who there are anthropomorphic animals in, yes, this, in, in this, this world. world. There's yeah. also humans. There's humans. It's, yeah. uh, so it's based in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Duckman is a private detective. Private detective. Yep. Who is a widower mm-hmm. with technically three kids. Yes. Yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> three, three kids, three, three. <laughs> um, who lives with his uh, his dead wife's sister, and twin sister, twin sister, <laughs> twin sister, yeah. and grandmama, grandmama, <laughs> um, and just kind of trying to be that good father, mm-hmm. but at the same time, just. How do I put it? He's not a good guy. He's not. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's trying to be a good guy. He's trying to be a good father, but a terrible human being. Yes, he's a terrible human being. A terrible duck, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just, just uh, again, he he just. <laughs> we'll get into the quotes that he has in this yes. or whatever. But oh, it, so. he's very he's a very cynical guy. He's yeah. very cynical. Um, you know, and it just it does himself no favors with anything. Yeah. Because the only thing that like made was good in his life was his wife was his. His uh, yeah. his dead wife. Yeah. That that he, they always get into that and like like that made him better. And then when she died, passed away, you know, it just was like oh, like he just went right back to being a you know a piece of garbage, you know. Yeah. And now he lives with the twin sister of his of his beloved wife, 
who hate each other's guts. Yes. Like, they absolutely hate but, each other. But there's this underlying thing that they kind of yeah. touch on throughout yeah. the series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like the way that I put... So, Duckman's full name is Eric Tiberius Duckman. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, I kind of put together, like, kind of like a, a rough outline of mm-hmm. it that kind of really explains. Yeah. So, Duckman is a perverted, lazy, selfish, abusive, and incompetent duck who works as a detective, <laughs> along with his best friend, Cornfed, which we'll get into. I yes. love Cornfed. Love Cornfed. He's also very neglectful to his kids, as he does take them for granted and sometimes wants nothing to do with them, but he honestly loves them nonetheless. Yes. And the show, like, does such a great job of showing Duckman's extremes. Yes. He, how extremely hateful he can be of mm-hmm. the world around him. Completely bigoted and terrible. But <laughs> how much he's willing to give and sacrifice for his kids. Yes. So yes. it's, it's, it's a nice yeah. extreme and... It, I do the same thing, like in yeah. my when I when I make jokes to people. Of course, I like to give extreme Ex- examples of things. Extreme examples of things like that. Yeah, <laughs> you it, know, and it's fun. You know, again, like it, it, it is fun because, like, you know, like it, he uses a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like he's very, like he's a very broken, dude. Yes. and they, they get into that. Yes. Uh, they, it's not all screams and craziness. Like it's very, like he gets into sullen. It gets into sullen things a lot yeah, of the time. This show like, explores yeah, a it, lot of things. It does. It does. There, there's a few episodes that I will get into specifically mm-hmm. with, that, I, that I really enjoy towards the end of this because um, there are some that are great. But uh, the characters, as you mentioned, we've got uh, we've got Duckman himself, mm-hmm. played by Jason Alexander of yes. Seinfeld fame. Uh, Gord- McDLT fame. McDLT fame. I apologize. <laughs> yes. From the famous McDLT uh, uh uh, commercial, go look that up on YouTube. Uh, that 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 sandwich could not have been good. <laughs> like, like, just yeah. even the commercial, like you watch yeah. it, it's just like yeah. I would never order that. No, never, never. And it's also like comes in the two containers because you got you got the hot stuff and you got the cold, cold stuff, stuff over here, and it's just like that's so stupid. Like who would like just like just eat it's like, the burger? Just imagine like you're in a McDonald's yeah. in the late '80s, give or take. Yeah, and you order a and. You're the only person in a restaurant who orders a McDLT because yes. you will be the only you, person. You're the one guy. <laughs> and <laughs> just the look on the the, the employee's face, it's like, oh, I got to go get that stupid container. That stupid, <laughs> stupid styrofoam <laughs> container. It's probably terrible for the environment. <laughs> Non-biodegradable oh. in any sense of the word. Oh, they're still laying in landfills to this day. Yes. Uh, but yeah. With McDLT <laughs> written on it. Written right on it. <laughs> uh, but yes, Jason Alexander of George Costanza Seinfeld fame, of oh, course. Such a great show. Yes. Great show. Love Seinfeld. Remember so much about it. Uh, and uh, yeah, th- th- like again, like this is kind of like where I where I think of jo- of whenever I hear whenever I hear Jason Alexander's voice. Mm-hmm. I, when I see him, I think of George, obviously, because that's his, when I hear his voice on something. I think of Duckman immediately. Hundred percent. It's the it's where I like go immediately. Yep. It's e- it's either like Duckman or. Um, he played a character on the Aladdin cartoon. <laughs> yeah, right. He yep. played this small guy on that. Yep. He also yeah. did uh, Hercules. He did. Yep. yep. He did Hercules. Yep. Um, yep. And it's it's kind of funny because um, George Costanza's character, mm-hmm. some of the situations that he ends up in mm-hmm. are very similar. Yes. In a way to Duckman. Yes. Situations. Just, just more blown out of the proportion, yes. like crazy. Because again, it's sort of like a weird mix of like noir. It's all a comedy. Like yes. it's all comedy, 100%. obviously. But like it has noir elements. It has um, noir aesthetics. But also action movie, st- action yes. movie and kung fu movie stuff. Yes. There's ninjas that show up all the time, like just weird stuff like that. Yeah. You know, there, there's a whole episode where 
He goes on an adventure with a with a with a foxy brown mm-hmm. uh, caricature that you know like that's a whole thing. <laughs> like just weird stuff happens in this show. Um, there's a supervillain named King Chicken, yep. uh, played by Tim Curry. Yes, <laughs> so, which know, like, is gold. Doing a weird like Elvis. <laughs> Like chicken Elvis kind of thing. Rock a doodle. Rock a doodle. That's what it is. I just realized as you said that it's rock a doodle. That's literally what he's doing. It's just like it's ridiculous. But I love his. I love his portrayal of King Chicken because he oh, says that it's so he has, good. He has the buck tick. It's so good. It's good stuff. Um, Bernice uh, played yes. by um, uh, what is her name? Something Travis. Uh, Beverly, Tra- Bever- uh, Nancy Travis. Nancy Sorry. Travis. Nancy, Nancy Travis. Travis. Yes. Uh, Long time actress, still doing sitcoms to this day. Yeah. Uh, I think she's on Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. I think plays her wife yes. on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I remember her voice every time I hear it. I'm like, that's Bernice. Every. T- you know, it's funny. <laughs> so when I when I watch her in uh, that new Tim, that newer Tim Allen show, mm-hmm. she just has that cool mom vibe about her yes absolutely and in this show she's not <laughs> she is good with the kids like yes. she doesn't like get but she's just this angry like feminist type oh, and it's yes. like but they don't like like that's what's so funny is like so they, they take, don't demean her no like, not at all so take lil and dill's mom from rugrats yes to the extreme yes and just make her angry and like <laughs> she it's it's literally like all the crazy rants the duck man gives she gives all the crazy rants right back to him just to, and they clash they clash so hard and it's so much fun so good it, it's 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 so much fun, but she's also like a she's she works out all the time. She has these giant buff legs, and mm-hmm. she beats the crap out of him all the time. You know, yeah. it's like good cartoon, you know, slapstick fun. Lots of slapstick in this thing. <laughs> uh, Ajax is his stoner son, uh, who is voiced by none other. Then Dweezil Zappa. Dweezil Zappa. Frank Zappa's son. Frank Zappa's who, kid. <laughs> which a lot of people don't know. He had a cameo in Running Man. Uh, I did not know that. He was uh, his character was uh, Stevie. Don't touch that dial. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. All yeah. right. There we go. Uh, um, yeah, Frank Zappa's kid, Dweezil. Yep. Uh, which that was yeah. Uh, th- th- when I when I realized that, I was like, oh crap! Like, because I, I know that like all of Zappa's kids have weird names. Yep. They all have weird names. Well, this um, show was the the first episode was d- dedicated to Frank Zappa, who had just mm-hmm. passed away. Yes. Not too long before this aired. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it's Ajax is like the lovable kid, like because yeah. he's the one that like he kind like he does, Duckman doesn't know much about his about Ajax or like yeah. agreement because he's very like hippy dippy like he's into like new age stuff yeah like that's kind of his whole thing and like Duckman doesn't get that at all yeah but well, he's, he's he's that like he it's like. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Dodd. Yeah. He said Dodd. Dodd. You know, it's like the D-O-D, yeah. the Dodd. So, like, yeah. but, but Ajax <laughs> is a weird character because yeah. he, you think he's just this dumb, mm-hmm. you know, high school age, you know, kid. Yeah. But he has these random moments of brilliance. Of brilliance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so strange because <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't expect that from him. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, it's, that's kind of one of the commentaries that this show does so well. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't throw it in your face. Yeah. There are things that it does throw in your face about commentary. Yeah. But this is one of those times where like Ajax is this yeah. supposedly this dumb kid who has these moments of brilliance and yeah. it's like never underestimate. Yeah. You know, he, he's very much the, he's very much a conscience uh, character mm-hmm. too. Like he'll always be like kind of the moral center of certain episodes. Yeah. He'll have like the little speech at the end or like have like a little one liner that kind of sums up the morality of what's going on. Yeah. 
which I like. But he's also the the one that like Duckman pretty much favors as a kid. Yeah, like he he's he's typically always very nice. Like he he's always trying to get to know Ajax better. Yeah, like because that's his firstborn. He just mm-hmm. kind of is Charles and Mambo. He just like they always <laughs> like he's just sort of like whatever with those. He's two. given up on those. Yeah, two. he's just he's whatever with those two, which is hilarious. Uh, but uh, yeah, but with Ajax, it's always like you know he's he's always like he's he's always ne- he's never trying to like upset him in in certain way i remember one specific line where he's just like they're going to like some new age fair it's like you want me to go to that freak show with a bunch of it's like it's like i'm not going going around being seen with those things and ajax goes i can wait in the car if you want dad no not you son the other freaks (laughs) 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 it's like like the night like the closest thing to a compliment you can give (laughs) not you son the other freaks uh uh, charles and mambo um yeah that's uh well, so originally voiced by Dana Hill with yes. Charles, yes. Um, who sadly passed away, mm-hmm. um, was later voiced by uh, Pat uh, Music. Yep, Pat Music. And then Elizabeth Daly uh, Gutman yep. did Mambo. Yep, E.G. Daly, uh, yep. who famous for Tommy Pickles, uh, you know, yep. uh, Buttercup, you know, lots, yep. lots, of voice, lots of voices from that time. Uh, yeah. Uh, and... and <laughs> playing two boys, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and... But they're... They're one body. Yes, they're two-headed, conjoined twins. Conjoined twins at the body, two heads, and they're both geniuses too. Yes, like that's the that that's the whole gimmick is that they're brilliant and genius, and their dad's an idiot, and they both know it. So. Well, like, and and if you the the more you watch the show, you have moments where you realize that Mambo isn't quite as smart as Charles because mm-hmm. Mambo is more quick to get jump into things yes. without thinking them through. Yes, while. Uh, Charles is more of like methodical, mm-hmm. thinks things all the way through. And yeah. I love it. Like, you know, there are two heads sharing the same body yeah. and they get into like these debates with each other yes. about things. Yeah. They're just like staring at each other, like like two feet away from each other, <laughs> like a foot away. It's like, also he never remembers Mambo's name. Charles, Mimbo, Mambo, yeah. whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, good stuff. Uh, th- there was one, I remember one episode where he goes, Charles, Mambo, Mambo. Oh. And they just move on. Like, they don't just, like just, just like, completely he, ignore. He just gets it and just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is an offbeat <laughs> moment where he actually gets it. Uh, but yeah, just just weird stuff. Oh, and Frank Welker plays Gecko, the dog. The dog. Yeah, the which, stolen dog. The stolen dog. Yeah, <laughs> which we'll get into that <laughs> as well. Um, he did Fred in Scooby Doo. Yes, I mean Frank Welker. It, did everybody? Yeah, he really <laughs> did. Megatron, Every, Galvatron, Meg- Soundwave. Yeah, I mean Shao Kahn and Reptile in the more, yeah. first Mortal Kombat movie. By the way, still does Fred. By the way, like, yeah, still yeah. does Fred to this day. Like uh, that's nuts. Yeah, like, Nimrod on Futurama. He did yeah. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, tons of things, tons of characters on Futurama. Uh, or uh, he, he, it's funny because he did. He does the animal voice of Nibbler, mm-hmm. but he does not. Does he? No, he does the actual voice. I apologize. He does do he does, the talking right. voice. He yeah. does do the talking voice of Nibbler. I apologize. I just it just it's 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 very rare that you hear his talking voice when he's doing the animal thing. So mm-hmm. I just forget. But uh, and he plays Scooby Doo now. Uh, he uh, since uh, what's his name passed away. Who did him? Uh, he now also does Scooby Doo. So uh, the only person who still who still does the character uh, uh, who still does the same character on Scooby Doo is Fred, and he did him way back then. Yeah. He still does him to this day. I don't know how his voice didn't change over that time Dude. frame. Like, money <laughs> I, I guess i just like, well, I'm, no, like his voice is still the same like that's just crazy to me like because it didn't like like i didn't I, age yeah, yeah. It, it still sounds like fred he still sounds like a teenager when he does fred's voice 
it's bizarre. Like, I don't get it. So it's very weird. Um, you know, he's a pro. He's a pro, man. Yeah. Uh, for a time there, he was the most credited actor on in movies. Uh, really? I don't think he is anymore. I think that's been topped by by other people because, like, things just, you get more credits now. For yeah. things, like, there are things more produced than ever before. But, like, for a time there, I think, like, during around the time that he played, that he did the voice for Shao Kahn and Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat, I think he was, like, the most credited uh, at, at one given time, yeah, that's crazy because he just had so many animal voices and like things that he would just get called in for, and it's just nuts. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So this thing about like you know credits nowadays, like at some yeah. point they're going to be like yeah. guy who delivered sandwiches every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, He's right. going to get a credit, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Grandma is voiced by no one because she is silent. Yes, <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, in, yeah, basically an incontinent uh, grandma. And the joke is she communicates through farting. Yes, that's essentially yes. the whole joke. Yes, <laughs> like, and uh, and even as a kid, it grossed me out. But uh, <laughs> does have a uh, evil. Yeah, uh, th- th- there's a there's a mobster that looks exactly like her. Yes. Yeah, and like they, they do a whole like. The whole like uh, replace the baby, the baby face McGee yes. type of thing, like where he. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that episode vividly. Was that season one? That's probably season one, I think right? It was season one. Yeah, that was probably season one. Uh, but I remember that. Let's talk about Cornfed. Uh, let's talk uh, about his office life, shall we? Cornfed. Cornfed. Probably the best character of the show for me, at least. Other than Duckman, I think Duckman's probably yeah, the best character. Yeah. Um, Cornfed is just. He's a Joe Friday. Yeah, he's a Joe Friday. Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, Sounds very much so like uh, uh, Gregory Peckery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, yep. uh, oh gosh, what was that? What was those old detective shows? Yeah. Uh, you, well, you had Dragnet. Dragnet, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very similar, like yes. monotone. Monotone, very yeah, detective voice type mm-hmm. of guy. Uh, same voice actor played Kay in uh, the Men in Black cartoon, yep. season two and up, I believe. I don't mm-hmm. think he played him in season one. Uh, but yeah, he... Uh, play, he Played Agent K, uh, just has a monotone, you know, great voice. But he's the, you know, he he's the guy that's actually solving the the, yes. the cases and stuff. Who's an actual detective, but you know, and but he's he's Duckman's only friend, his only friend, his best friend, his only friend. Yeah, uh, and it's I, is it ever explained why? <laughs> like, I, I th- honestly, I think he just feels sorry for Duckman. I know, right? You like, because, you know, throughout the entire show, he always plays more of that voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, it probably would have explained why had we had a continuation, now that I think about it. Yeah. Because there is a line at there, the end yeah. of the series that would probably imply why he hangs around Duckman all yep. the time. Very true. And I didn't even think about that till just now. So yeah. we'll get to that. Um, stay I tuned. 200 ways to kill a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, 200 ways to kill a man. 201. <laughs> just good stuff. I, I love Cornved. Corn, he, he always has those like little, like just those like one, one moment things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I remember one time he like had, I can't remember what the bit was, but he had to like scream as loud as he could about something and just like, it, it just was like, and he just like, just like saying, sorry for flying off the handle like that. It's just like, yeah. it, was just, it was great. So, Dude, well, like, I mean, I mean, even in the very first episode, yeah, he has that monologue or mm-hmm. dialogue basically where he talks about a dream that he had. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so bizarre because if you've ever wanted to know what goes on in the mind of a pig, yes, a detective, pig. a detective pig, <laughs> yeah. a monotone detective pig. Mm hmm. He makes it abundantly clear what types of dreams he has. Yes, <laughs> it's a. It's, we'll get into that. It's a good bit. Yes. Uh, it's a great bit. And then there's Fluffy and Uranus. Oh, Fluffy and Uranus, uh, which Mr. are Mr. Duckman. Mr. Duckman. 
<laughs> he has a concern about this. It's just like <laughs> it's literally just like the the joke of like the the meek sensor like like network sensor type mm-hmm. of character because like yes. they're always like they're always trying to be, like take it but it's funny because they're never portrayed as like bad it's just like yeah. they, they're just trying to help duck man or like do the right thing but they're just these meek disgustingly cute little like care bear things yes. and they're actually made of fl- fluff yep. and 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 things and and they're invincible and they're invincible they're un they're unkillable yes <laughs> like and he kills them every episode yes. in a in a oh my god they killed Kenny Manor. Yes, and uh, you know I have a list of ways that they have died. Which please, we'll, we'll sh- oh please go into it now because this is <laughs> this is all fluffy Uranus is anyway. It's like they don't contribute anything else to the show. So a couple of different ways that they've that yes. they have died. Yes, or been destroyed. I yes. would say <laughs> stuffed in the ice maker, mm-hmm. turned to ice, and then steamed into a frying pan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Fluffy got kicked out of a window. Uranus got impaled on a coat hanger. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Fluffy got kicked into a paper shredder, <laughs> stuffed in a bottle, filled with gasoline, lit up, and then exploded in a filing cabinet. Yep. <laughs> um, Fluffy's non-existent foot stomped on, causing Fluffy to scream. Then Uranus shoved down Fluffy's throat yep. and set on fire with a torch. Yep. Um, saw it happen at a sawmill, <laughs> torn apart by dogs, eviscerated with a hot curling iron. Like the list goes the, on. There was a gimmick in that time frame of comedy where there was like, oh my God, they killed Kenny. Yes. Uh, you had Mr. Bill on Saturday Night Live, yes. which was way earlier, I'll, I'll grant it. Yeah. But, uh, but that like there's there's a form of kind of just like doing the most like hideously terrible thing to a cute character uh as they squeal in their tiny little like yes. you know it's like it that's a thing it's yes. just it was a thing like mr bill oh no and squashed mr yes. bill and it, well even fire marshal bill fire marshal bill yeah exactly like how crazy yes. can yeah. we make it yeah and and honestly Happy Tree Friends owes a lot yes. to Fluffy and Uranus. Yes, I forgot about Happy Tree Friends. You're right. And that was right after that was the generation right after when like when anim- when when uh, CG anime or not uh, 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 web animation was yep. starting to be a big real, real big thing. And and yeah, Happy Tree Friends was huge. Yeah, uh, and like yeah, going back and watching Duckman over again, getting mm-hmm. getting everything refreshed for the show. Yeah. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Happy Tree Friends, you guys, yeah. you guys owe a thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's this stuff, spot on. Yes, exactly. And they got away with it because they were stuffed animals, so they could just do these eviscerations <laughs> yeah. like as, as, as horrible as possible. And, and they still kept trying to help Duckman. Yep, still kept trying. They're like, Mr. Duckman, we were thinking that maybe you could eat healthier. And he's just like, <laughs> just kills them we immediately. Put, we <laughs> put mousetraps in your cigarette pack so you could help quit smoking. <laughs> he just wants none of it. And none just of it. kills them every time. It's so funny. Uh, it's hilarious. And But he never fired them. Never, never. never fired them. Set them on fire. Yeah. Never fired them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never fired Which I get. There was probably, I think there was an episode episode where he fired them if i remember right because i think it was centered around them i'd have to rewatch it but like uh, i think it was I'm, i think he fired corn fed oh that's he right fired you're corn yes fed. you're correct and he i remember that episode it's yes. actually one of my favorite episodes which yes. we'll talk about yes and it's you're correct yeah. you're correct it was that yep yeah for sure that's what happened uh <laughs> there we go um but yeah let's let's that's the cast that's mm-hmm. the cast of of, of characters uh, of course, there's like guest spots all over yeah, this thing. There's celebrity guest spots all the time in yeah. this thing. Uh, One that we never got, which yeah. I was 
surprised to read about. So mm-hmm. the cast of Friends was actually supposed to be involved in an episode of Duckman. Really? So, I, I remember there being a parody of the episode of, of characters from and Friends. And that's what it, they were supposed okay. to voice for. So okay. he was going to be making fun of those people that like hang out at coffee shops. Okay, and yeah. Kind of are like, oh, well, you know, if you didn't get your coffee from here, it's not even worth drinking. Yeah. That kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and... Um, I believe it was NBC that owned Friends yep. at the time, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, they were kind of like, I don't think we got we want to do this, guys. Really? So like they they were really far along in the process to wow. get them on the show. Wow! And oh, NBC was just like, no, oh, that would have been this great. would not be a good idea. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> it would have been a great idea. Yeah. Oh man, but, you know, uh, I get two, it. Two different demographics. It man. is. It is. But but like I I feel like if you got your cast to go on that other demographic. It would probably warm those people over to your over to your thing. That's what I feel, you know. If you got that good of a sense of humor about yourself, I'd go watch the Friends yeah, show. If you, you know, if you I watch la- Friends if, anyway. If but. you can laugh at yourself, yeah, um, yeah, by all means. But there's probably legal trouble too. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's there's probably a lot of things that they have yeah. to worry about. And, yeah, you know, I know the type of humor I like. Yeah, I don't. I I appreciate Friends. Yeah, I think too. Friends is a good show. Yep, same here. I know people who are obsessed with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like religiously. Religiously. It's what it was like people think about the office. It was the office for its time. Yes. Like like 100%. People, there are people that are obsessed with the office and I think probably rightfully so. Uh, yeah. the office is a good show. I think it's very funny. Uh, it's clever for what it did for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's better shows, but there are people that don't think there's a better show than the office. Yeah. That's what friends was. <laughs> friends was it was everywhere. Everywhere. And yeah. it lasted forever. Everyone everyone knew it. Rachel was a haircut. Like, the Rachel yeah. was a haircut, yeah. you know? Yeah, just like, it's crazy. Pivot! So, pivot! 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 You know? And again, it has a lot of, like, cultural staples yes. in it. And, and So I guess it does make sense that they were just, like, they had to, like, kind of, like, watch about what they yeah. were getting into. Yeah, so, you have to be very careful because so, yeah. you, yeah. you don't want to contaminate your pool. yes. Agreed. Even a little bit, like yeah. you're just like, mm, we're yeah. pull we're, it back, get back yeah. in the car, kids. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I was like, I, I bet the I bet the cast really wanted to do it, and then they were just kind of like, we can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, we yeah. can't. It's like it's just too too raunchy of a show. Which now, if you go back and look at it, it's you know like it's still it, pretty for, raunchy for the time. It was very raunchy, and like the the rants are very raunchy as well. Yes, um, it just like it just we're so saturated with that sort of thing now. This, yeah, this. This did feel like, other than it never saying the F word, it did feel like something that would be on HBO. Absolutely. Like, like, it, but pr- Absolutely. like other than not having the F word, which is like really, and the S word, which now the S word can just be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> it can be on TV, Wasn't apparently. there an episode of South Park where they were like, how many times can we get away with saying it? That's that's the one. They were making fun of TNT for like b- allowing the S word like on whatever. And yeah. I was just like, well, we'll just say it all the time here. And they just did it all the time. Yeah, they now. have a little counter at the bottom of the yeah, screen. exactly. But and yeah, I mean, they said Duckman was ahead of its time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. really helped influence and mm-hmm. a lot of the animated comedy that we saw just a few years later. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it was, it, 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 of course, like it's all, you know, it's, it all comes from the Simpsons. That was like the big adult yeah. show, which but, weirdly enough, Klasky Kasupo wrote for did, it. Yeah. Wrote, yeah, for, he wrote uh, for it. Within like, I believe it was or, like the first three seasons. They helped around with the yeah. episodes. They had, they had a few episodes or they tried, helped animate. Sorry. Everett yeah. Peck helped write for a few episodes yes. as well. So mm-hmm. he wrote for a few episodes. Um, so yeah, it just like, man, like, Good, good writers on this show as well. So yes. you know, a, a great cast, and 
let's talk about episodes that we enjoyed. Shall oh we? man, shall we talk about episodes that yes. we enjoyed? Because uh, like I have a bunch of them that I remember. Like I remember like being like just really goofy and stupid. Where no duck man has gone before. I remember this one okay. vividly. Yeah, this was the 49th episode. This was, or, or sorry, it was the 69th episode. It was the one right before the finale mm-hmm. or the the, the two part finale or yeah. whatever. Or it, it was the, it was the 69th one produced. I think. I want to say the last episode was a two-parter. I can't quite remember, but I believe it was. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, th- th- it was towards the end. This episode, it mm-hmm. was towards the end of the show, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, it was, it was, it was for No Duckman's Gone Before, episode sixty-nine. So <laughs> there you go, uh, episode twenty-seven of season four. Uh, but it was basically just it was it was an episode where they were in Star Trek. And yep. all the characters were on the Enterprise, and it was the old school Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, Eric Tiberius Duck Duckman Duckman, which which is funny because like when they said like, oh, that's your name, it's like there were there's times when like he talks to his mom, yeah. and his name is Duckman, yeah, <laughs> like, his name is just Duckman, yeah. like like they didn't like it's like like because she would she did the same thing he did to Mambo, mm-hmm. she would call him Dartboard and like Dingbat, <laughs> and it's like and it's like it's like played by Katie Seagal by the way, yes, so, yes. Fam- so famously. Katie Seagal. Famously Peggy Bundy, famously Leela from uh, Futurama, so, you know, and... uh, Uh, Gemma from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, yes. That was was a big one for her, so... She's she's been in many things, like, so many stuff. I love her. Yeah, I I love her so much. Um, She she was also in that... What was that weird... I want to say it was a Disney movie. Yeah. With Tom Arnold. Okay. Where she... don't know that um, one. (laughs) I, I, I remember, believe you. I remember the the VHS cover vividly. Okay, it's her of like this 1950s style looking mom. Mm, okay, um, no idea what that is. <laughs> it, it, I, I don't want to say it was the stupids. Oh, it wasn't the stupids. No, she was not in the stupids. It, I, it I remember, was, but it was something. Yeah. Yes, uh, something akin to that. Yeah. So yeah, something yeah. kind of like similar look. Yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah. you know, looking back, like you know, speaking of Katie Seagal, mm-hmm. Katie Seagal is the reason I hate leopard print. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. of Peggy Bundy. <laughs> because of Peggy Bundy, like I just I if mm-hmm. I see leopard print, yeah, I I, I get <laughs> angry <laughs> and I feel sick to my stomach. Oh, it's, it's funny. nothing against her character. I yeah. loved I loved the character. The whole, right. the whole Married with Children show is, but, is a staple of my life. But she is tacky. That's the whole point. Yes. Like, just, just, like, I just, so that I just see that and I'm just like, you know what? Funny. I will take the dark wood paneling mm-hmm. over leopard print yeah <laughs> any day of the week that's great that's great <laughs> um uh, but yeah going back to this episode yes i you know leonard nimoy cameoed in this episode yes at the very um, end at the very very end <laughs> um he's going up against uh king con chicken king con chicken uh <laughs> but my favorite bit in the whole episode is when they tell they go down to the planet yep and uh, Fluffy and Uranus yep. are there, <laughs> and he's just like having a debate about, yeah. like, on his like within himself, yeah, yeah, of like when they're it's like, well, they're going to die eventually. It's like I'm right. just going to save time. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just kills them both. Just kills them both. I'll just save the time. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's it's so good. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 got a bunch of Star Trek ep- uh, 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 uh parody jokes mm-hmm. that are very much written by fans of the show. Yes. And this is before I really got into Star Trek. Yeah. So like going back and rewatching it now was like, 
oh man, they really packed in like all the freaking references they could into this thing. Oh, so, absolutely. Well, they, they, took, they took one of the yeah. most popular episodes of Star Trek Arena. Mm-hmm. Yes, Arena. And, and was just like, let's and, put Duckman in And, and mixed it with the most popular movie with Wrath of Khan and yes. just like did that. And it was, it was great. It's it was gold. Gold stuff. And just the fact that like, they just got to do whatever they wanted in this episode because again, it was not related to anything else. Yeah. It was just like, here, here it is. And so. you know, we were in a period of time where you, you know, uh, what is where basically you can make fun of something and you're protected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, Duckman, I think, especially with this episode, I don't think, I don't want to say they were making fun of Star Trek. Yeah. You could definitely tell it came from a place of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it, it hit in all the right spots. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Uh, another good one. Which one is the one where Beverly is introduced? Um, I, I can't remember oh, which episode that was. Let me, goodness. let me look yeah. that up real quick. Uh, just trying to find that first uh, appearance of Beverly. Uh, Bev takes a no, not Bev takes a holiday. That would be not the first one. To, uh, but yeah, so basically, Bernice and Beatrice, his ex, mm-hmm. his dead wife, uh, they have a triplet. Yes, <laughs> like they have yes. a they have a third sister. Yes, uh, that neither of them knew about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he sees the, I remember this episode vividly because like it's like he he sees this woman around. Yeah. and he thinks it's his wife. His Beat, he thinks it's Beatrice. Yeah. and he starts losing his mind over this idea, <laughs> and then come to realize because like she keeps like showing up like outside the house and stuff like that, and it's like it's like he's being haunted and stuff, and it's like this really eerie kind of an episode, you know, yeah. and it's just like and then it turns out that it's just like. She's she's like she sought out the house you know she sought out the family because it's like oh I like like I heard that my sister lived here or something you know yeah. stuff like that it's just it's, it's a really good it's a really good episode and and uh, yeah I I think it's I think it's a, it's a blast and man the, the way they go back to to Beatrice like in several things because mm-hmm. like that's like his one like moral like moment and yeah. they they always play it straight whenever they bring her up he always gets very serious yep. he never goes into a rant or does yeah. comedy that is, like, that is the moral yeah. compass for him yeah yeah you it, know it, that that was the best part of his life yep. you know and now it's gone and now I'm like you know trying to move on and live my life and stuff like mm-hmm. that so uh, that that was a good one as well um, um, I, for me like yeah. honestly it started with episode one yeah oh yeah episode that's, one that's so you know Basically, you know, he Duckman is being hunted down by this uh, man is mailing bombs. Yes, to <laughs> thinking, you know, and fe- like feeling underappreciated by his family. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's basically trying to find this guy who's trying to kill him. Yeah, and there's you know, Cornfed is you know introduced, mm-hmm. and corn you know, him and cornfed are talking at the very beginning of the episode and duckman's having this existential crisis of you know when i die i'll never be remembered for anything yeah and then cornfed tries to like come up with something <laughs> and then he's just like uh is that a zeppelin just like feeds into it so like duckman gets excited that somebody's actually trying to kill him right because yeah. it's like somebody cares about me right yeah you know? <laughs> uh, you know then he goes then they go uh they go to the prison mm-hmm. yeah and uh it's to rehab and assimilate inmates back to high society. Yes. So you have these like white collar goons, mm-hmm, yeah. um, <laughs> gang activity, and like the insider traders have the red ties. Oh, the personnel yeah. executives have the blue ties. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, I remember that. You know, they're like, you know, it's a it's a very sensitive ecosystem we got going on here. And then <laughs> Duckman just triggers an entire riot. <laughs> all, all riot happens as he's there. Oh, uh, then he uh, classic. Then he then you know we're introduced to. Uh, Wolfgang Cracker, mm-hmm. yep, who is this cannibal killer mm-hmm. who has become very famous and wealthy 
while he's in prison. Yep. Um, he was one of Duckman's old cases. Mm-hmm. You know, Duckman's like, I caught him, and Cornfed's like, no, eh, not really, not really. <laughs> hey, yeah, and he, he they, they do all the the um uh what do you call it the uh uh. uh like a Hannibal Lecter type stuff yes. with this guy. It's like that 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 sort of gimmick. Yep. So, but he, and, uh, like you know, they one of the one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode is when Duckman is trying to find uh, kind of clues yeah. to who the killer might be. Mm-hmm. So he starts rummaging through the, this attic and he finds all these home videos, mm-hmm. and all you see is him strapping corn fed. To like this <laughs> strap thing with his eyes open, very clockwork orange. Very clockwork <laughs> very orange, yeah. Clockwork orange. yeah. And he just starts going through these home movies <laughs> that are just like uh, Steamboat Willie with yep. Mickey Mouse, uh, Popeye, <laughs> Yogi Bear, even some Simpsons references thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just the most bizarre yeah. thing. <laughs> oh man, that's um, hilarious. You know, then he, you know, comes into, you know, uh, the killer realizes that it wasn't Duckman that ruined his life. Yeah. But he just looked like him. Mm-hmm. And yep. then like, so Duckman even realized not even his own killer thinks he's special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. But, uh, but this is, you know, this is where we get that really famous corn fed dream. Mm-hmm. He yep. talks about, I, you know, I dream and I fell and hurt my, uh, hurt my head, my yep. head on a fishbowl. Hurt myself just bad enough to work graveyard shift at a convenience store. <laughs> a group of hairy Krishnas came, always came in around 4 a.m., bought 16 gallons of Mr. Slushy and a package of banana-flavored ding-dongs. <laughs> then the Swedish bikini team jumped out of a magazine and read Moby Dick to me inside of a giant carton of cottage cheese. Why, I asked myself, what could it mean? Am I mad, or is this world simply a mystery too complex to understand? <laughs> so, like... The first episode for me just uh, yeah. sucked me in. Yeah, as as Jason Alexander described of this show, it's a very written show. Yes. Like they love writing their monologues and their just their 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 giant rants and stuff, and it's it, they always stand out. Like there are some that I remember to this day. You know, yeah. it's just like it's hilarious. Well, you know, and you know, going yeah. back to Jason Alexander mm-hmm. when he originally recorded the voice. Yes, for that's the right. show, yeah. he thought it was a one off thing. One off. Yep. So he made up this voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come to find out, he's like, I have to do a whole show? Yep. <laughs> and the show almost destroyed his voice. Yeah, four years later, he's like talking about like, he had to take like, yeah, he drank like, uh, you know, uh, warm salt water and stuff, gargled it before mm-hmm. each taping and stuff and did all this stuff to expand his, you know, to expand his, uh, his, his vocal cords and things. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh man, just brutal. Um, you can tell like there's a few times where he's just like, you know, like, like he's taking it easy for certain mm-hmm. ones. And, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, but he's got to do like the, the dwah, you know, yep. dwah! Oh, <laughs> the dwah, the, uh, that, that, that's another good one was when someone else did like someone else said dwah. I can't remember. I was like, mm-hmm. like dwah. He's like, all right, enough with the dwahs. I do the dwahs. Yikes. Classic. Uh, another one I think we both had written down was uh, A Room with the Bellevue. Oh, such a good episode. That's a classic one. That's got the whole, like, uh, the idea of, like, suburbia, uh, cr- the crushing idea of suburbia in your head. Yes. Because this is very much like a commentary. Like, it comments on, like, like suburban life and, like, the, the mundanity of the of the, of the the mid to late 90s and yes, stuff like that. 100%. Which is something that we would crave for now in 2022. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's, it's, and it's, it's probably... Probably a lot of people don't realize 
um, if they actually you know go back and watch this episode, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember this episode. Yeah. Because this one was replayed all so much. Yeah. All, at that time. All the time. Even this years one was later. Re-ran. Yeah, all the time this one was reran. This was probably their, I guess it's probably their most popular episode or just the one they like to rerun the most. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Pro, I mean, it's justified. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> he gets committed, basically. Uh, Duckman gets committed to an insane asylum. Yeah. And <laughs> while talking to the doctors, you know, like they're trying to assess like what his problems are. And he's like, I don't have any problems. You know, it's like, and then finally, like they, they keep pestering him and pestering him. And he finally gives into this gigantic rant about what life, you know, like what life means and like, like, like what, what his life is and like, why the heck do you think I wouldn't be crazy if I wasn't in, <laughs> yeah. in this kind of a thing? It just goes down this thing, this giant long, like five minute monologue. It just keeps zooming in on his face <laughs> as he's saying all this stuff. And it's so good. And then just, and he just stops finally and it cuts back to the other guys. And like one of them's like mid drinking water and it's just like pouring into his lap. <laughs> They're just like all in awe of what he's saying. He just goes, well, you know, who wouldn't feel that way, right? Yeah. And he just like sits back down, like like Jesus. And he's like, it's you so know, funny. I, I, what, it's, I love it when they they show him the blue picture, mm-hmm. and he just freaks out. Yes. And he's like, no, not Satan worshippers dressed like my mother. Certainly, like surrounded by clams who are trying to devour my flesh. <laughs> <laughs> or butterfly. Or, <laughs> or butterfly. Um, uh, ben Stein's in this episode. Ben Stein, that's right. He, he has ben a small Stein. cameo. That's right. That's right. Um, when, you know, he did win Ben Stein's money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which uh, yeah. I believe that was on Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Back when like the Man Show was really popular. Yep. Because Jimmy um, Kimmel was the uh, the set the other host, the guy who asked the right. questions. Yep. Jimmy Kimmel would ask the questions back when you know he was funny. Uh, and of course the uh, the eye drop commercials. Yes, eye drop. All know Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. 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 You'll know his voice if you hear it. Obviously. Yes. Uh, I love Ben when Ben Stein's money, which was true. <laughs> like, well, like, and the whole episode starts off with very um, Michael Douglas falling down vibes. Yes, mm-hmm. um, where basically he gets arrested for ranting in public um, without a starched collar, which is <laughs> That's right. which. You know, it, this show is based in Los Angeles, and I'm watching yeah. this, and I'm thinking that sounds like a law California would make. Yeah, seems seems like it seems like something. I, I've seen other, I've seen dumber laws in modern California today. Yes, so. yes. Um, yeah, paper straws. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, um, then it's just then he gets carjacked. Yeah. Yeah, in a traffic jam. In a traffic jam. <laughs> he just he ridicules the guy, for t- and then the guy's like, "Oh, King," and keys his car. Keys his car. Yeah, <laughs> just like, instead. Oh, so funny. Um, you know, he uh gets uh, he he gets into it with his neighbor mm-hmm. for leaf blowing. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, you know, leaf blowers are for people who are too stupid to rake or yeah. something like that, <laughs> <laughs> or too stupid to work a rake. Yeah, <laughs> it's just stupid. like. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah. And again, it's just like that mundanity that's kind of driving him insane. But it's because he's just an irritable person. Yes. You know, it's just like yes. so funny. Yeah. yeah. So it's literally like it's and if you if you think back, like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. It, and that's the thing. You think like you think about Rick and Morty, and I love Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. but like like it it's not new to have the cynical character. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what that's what Rick is. He's the cynical breakdown. He sees the world for what it is, and nobody yeah. else does. But he's unhappy. Like, yeah. even though he has all the intelligence in the world and knows all this, 
He's an unhappy person. Yeah. That's the whole point. Ignorance is bliss, and, man. Exactly. And ignorance is bliss. That's the whole idea of like ignorance is bliss. But it's not even just ignorance. It's just like the idea of like, this is a guy who doesn't sweat the small things or sweat the big things. You know, you because you have Jerry who's happier mm-hmm. and you have Ajax who's happier. You have Charles and Mambo who are, you know, ha- he's just this strung out freak of a guy, but he, <laughs> but he's pointing out all these truths, but ah, you know, it's just, yeah. it's funny, you know, it's, it's great. It's good stuff. Yeah. And, and, and again, like it, it, it's balanced on that, on, on the back of that, of that attitude. Um, uh, and another great rant from that comes from joking the chicken. Oh yeah. Which is a, a very, very close, uh, 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 title that we can use here, but we're going to go and say it's joking yes. The chicken, yes, which is uh, about Iggy Catalpa, uh, played by <laughs> I forget the guy who plays Mandark. It's the kid who plays Mandark mm-hmm. on Dexter's Lab. Uh, I, I recognize that in every time I hear his voice, but that nerdy little voice, yep. and he's just this this meek little clean comedian. You know, it's like it's like why do you have a penguin on your head? They're endangered. Ah, yeah. you know, it just <laughs> makes no sense. You know, like uh, but it's clean comedy, and like no one's buying it, and they get rid of him. But then he gets caught by this sleazy like uh, uh, sales guy who gives him a formula that's likability. Mm-hmm. So it gives him likability, uh, and it turns out this is King Chicken doing a whole plan. Yep. And at the beginning of the episode, uh, he sends uh, a fake uh, healthcare package to Duckman when it has like a pill to lower blood pressure or whatever, yep. and uh, it's actually the antidote for the likability formula. Mm-hmm. So in order to drive Duckman insane, he's going to have everybody love this comic <laughs> while he doesn't get it. <laughs> it's like just to drive him insane. And it's so funny because like he's just doing the whole bit of like, ah, and everybody's laughing about it. And like it, and they have this, this thing where all the comedians come to him mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to like, uh, 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 figure out, dig up some dirt on Iggy to like try and get him in, but it's it's all these like different guys. There's an Andrew Dice Clay character. Uh, there's a there's a, a Tom Arnold and Roseanne. All of these course. like dicey like kind of yeah. like uh, uh, comedians, yeah. you know, do, the do edgier stuff. style comedians. Yeah, they got a Marvin Your Sam Kennison style guy. Yeah, people. yeah, you're, you got a Marvin for mm-hmm. you know like Martin Lo- or Martin Martin Lawrence. His name's Mar- that character's name is Marvin, yeah. but Martin Lawrence like on Martin. Uh, you know, it's it, good stuff. But then they're like asking, him, you got to find dirt on this guy. He's just too good. He's like, guys, I can't, you know, like, I'm sorry. I, I love you, but I, I can't, I can't just go after a guy just because he's got a good, good, good bit. Maybe mm-hmm. he's just found something that, that, that really sucks people in there. He's clean, clean. How dare he? I'll get rid of this guy. It's just like, it's like just immediately like, no, like, but he, he figures out that like King chicken is doing this whole thing. And then he gets up on the stage and uh, starts like, Yelling at people, it's like you think you like Iggy Talpa, but you're being manipulated into thinking yeah. you like him. And he just goes in this giant rant about comedy that's just yes. like that's relevant to this day. Yes, <laughs> just like very how, much so. How we're all looking for something that's inoffensive because the, we don't want to have our hurt feelings hurt or for us to think. But that's what comedy should do. Yes. it should make you think. It should make you should leave. You should leave different from when you came in and saw it. It's just it's a really good bit about just playing it. You know, not just playing it safe. You know, yeah. like, like just the idea that like you can't progress. You, yeah, if you, you play it safe. If you just play it safe, you know there there are comedians that are clean that do very good revolutionary things. Yeah. Jeff Foxworthy comes to mind. You know, like Bill P- Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, Bill <laughs> yeah. Cosby when he did his bits. He Bill never, Cosby himself. He, he, to this day is yeah. one of my favorite stand-up specials of all time. Oh yeah, absolutely. He uh, he cuz again, he never curses, he never says anything yeah. bad and people will put him on on a comedy level 
uh, with Richard Pryor, who, of course, was, was completely not. raunchy. And when you have a whole bit about yeah. when you were blown up <laughs> yes. while making crack. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, like yeah, you couldn't get further apart in Could, styles. Exactly, but, but greatness. Yes, exactly. Still the same. Exactly. Um, and but but again, like like Cosby kind of tested the waters for certain things. They yep. they they took it in different directions. Foxworthy did the same thing. Yeah. It's 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 like it's like hack nowadays. The you might be a redneck bit, yeah. but when it was. First off, oh god, I laughed at it. It was hilarious. Yeah, like it was, it was great. A, it was the a brilliant Jeff Foxworthy bit. show. Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy had CDs. Yeah, you know, like the eighties into the nineties were just a, a fascinating time for comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because you know, you got to think we're still going through the Reagan years. Mm-hmm. They yep. were trying to clean up, yeah, American culture a little yeah. bit, get back to core American values, right? But you also had the nineties, yeah, which mm-hmm. were like. Yeah, it, it, it was the hangover. It was. It was the it was the counterculture because yeah. you had Married with Children, The Simpsons. Yeah. that was the one that was kind of like poking fun at the idea of like uh, the you it's, know that you know white picket fence, white picket fence, nuclear family, suburbia type yeah. of thing, and that was what was kind of the hotness of, of the of the time for comedy, yeah. you know, and and uh, just the you know like the the idea that like we can't be offensive anymore. It's yeah. like that that's always going to be a thing. Yeah. Because there's always gonna be somebody new that's offended by something, you know, and like or some new type of comedy and now and then the next generation is gonna come up and say, no, we should offend. You know, it's like because yes. that's what that's what brings it up. You know, it's like I, I, I just th- this this hits that harder now than it even did then. Absolutely. So, and and I, I like that a lot. So oh yeah. Love it when things hit harder later on. Like um uh, like, it holds uh, up. Like yeah. I said this this show has so many Moments yeah. of commentary, and not even mm. just moments of commentary, yeah, but just you know plots that an episode will cover mm-hmm. hit very close, like to yeah. reality even yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, uh, speaking of which, there was an episode Das Sub. So yeah, you were. I mean, you you probably remember it just as well as I do. Back in like the, I want to say late '80s through the mid '90s, there were these this slew. Mm-hmm. of movies about substitute teachers going to the inner city yep. and turning <laughs> kids around and yep. kids are going to graduate and yep. we're going to take the gang banging kid and mm-hmm. make him an honor roll student and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a whole episode dedicated to, to that. To that gimmick. And <laughs> well, bef- well before South Park did it too, yes, by the well way. Before. And that's a good episode. How do I reach these kids? Yes. But... but this was well before it. Well before it. Yeah. So basically, he uh, it basically it starts with a like a Law and Order opening mm-hmm. the episode, which you know that's it's an iconic opening to a show. Everybody yeah. knows that. Dun, dun, like, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, criminal justice system has two groups: police and idiotic defendants who take up the court's time with their self-serving bladder. <laughs> Here's Duckman. Here's Duckman. <laughs> and Duckman <laughs> basically goes into summarizing the plots of. Uh, Leprechaun, Maniac Cop, and Puppet Master. (laughs) (laughs) A good slew of movies there. A good slew of movies. And Duckman is going on about, you know, trying to get the jury and... There is no jury. Right, yeah. <laughs> Duckman is just drunk in court. <laughs> and he's like, regrettably, jury of decent, hardworking, system-hating African-Americans was essentially to his defense, rendered incompetent by NHL fever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so since the system is, you know, of course, swamped with minor crimes, major mm-hmm. crimes are going unpunished. Right. Um, 
So and this is where we get introduced to the thrust your pelvis, huh? Thrust your pelvis. Oh yeah, huh? that's this right. Is, that's the that's, this, yeah, this that, was a, that was um, a, So that was, yeah, it uh it kind of it was really interesting. I, I don't know why, but I have a note here about the show Singled Out. Okay. Do you remember that show? I, think I remember it was Singled Out. Yep. Jenny McCarthy. Sing- Jenny McCarthy. Like yep. I don't know why mm-hmm. I, I have a note here about it. Um, <laughs> but but why not? But it's also reminiscent of uh, Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And all those other ridiculous inner city school substitute movies. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Then they even make kind of a mockery of Dangerous Minds. Yes. He calls it Les Minds Dangerous. Les Minds Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Duckman talks about like I know what the cool kids are. And he gets the black jacket. Yeah, just all the stereotypical stuff. Yeah, um, Doctor Katz is in this episode. Doc- that's right. Yeah, and like you that. know, Doctor Katz was. I hated the show. Like I've gone I, back and watched I, I, it. Yeah, and I just I can't get into. Okay. It. Yeah. Interesting. I, I yeah. Can't. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that one. I remember enjoying that one. Not as much as Home Movies. Home Movies, I love. Home Movies I, was great. I love Home Movies, but that was that. That that same creator, you know, Brennan, yeah. Brennan Smalls and uh, you know Dr. Katz there. Yeah. Brennan, Brennan Smalls played his son in Dr. Katz, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, no, no. John H. Benjamin played his son. That's right. Yeah, yeah. John Sorry. H. Benjamin yeah. played his son. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, there's 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 a lot of truth to a couple of things that he says in this episode. Yeah. How unrealistic yes. those movies absolutely oh, because you 100%. know, um, I, there, a comedian did a bit about it. I can't remember who it was. It might have even been Bill Burr. Yeah. About like if you were to take someone like Michelle Pfeiffer, yes, and put them <laughs> into an inner city high school, yeah, yeah, bad things are gonna happen. They're gonna happen. It's, it's really bad. Very bad things. Yeah, and it's, and she's gonna be crying. Yes. at the end of it. And it's really funny just because like it escalates so much because he's sentenced to the five thousand hours of community service. Yes, but then he during that time he injures the teacher like one of the teachers there and then he ends up subbing for that teacher <laughs> yeah. to teach an intellectual high schoolers how to be street smart about yes. something and it's just like it's just preposterous like yeah. it's it's a classic though it, is. Yeah. it definitely is I, I remember that one vividly uh, The Germ Turns is another one that's the one with Katie Seagal yes. technically already covered that but does have a good like uh, heartfelt moment there with him and his mom mm-hmm. uh, and talks about like karma and reincarnation and stuff like that and like yep. Kind of makes you think like was any of that real? But you know, it, it it's pretty fun. So, but it, it's just that whole thing. He wants to reconnect with his kids, and his kids are like hating him for it. Yeah, because he's like because he doesn't want to be reincarnated as a germ. So you know, yeah. it's a which classic. is another commentary. Yeah. that yeah. a lot of people have gone through mm-hmm. where you yeah. know you have this terrible parent. Yes, and now all of a sudden they're trying to be your best friend. Yes, and it's <laughs> like I'm not gonna forget about all the other stuff you've done. Like, <laughs> you know. And yeah. rightfully so. Like I said, it goes back. Like, Duckman is a terrible father. Terrible father. Terrible father. <laughs> like, but, you know, he... But he's trying. He's trying. He's trying to be better. And, and that's know? and that's to me what counts. Yes. You know, yeah. I think he definitely deserves more credit yes. than he gets from his family. Um, but he sabotages it every step of the way. Like, in his <laughs> own way. Like, just when you think he's about to, like, really make a difference mm-hmm. or make a change, he screws it all up. Yeah. Um, Key well one key uh, episode, um, I can't remember. It's the one where they get the new home alarm system. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I know. And yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, they're they're hosting a party. This is where you find out that Gecko the dog was stolen from the neighbors. Yes, apparently Duckman's <laughs> house is filled with things that have been stolen from the neighbors. <laughs> and you know he gets, you know he he he's convinced. I don't want to say swindled or anything like that, but he's yeah. convinced. 
that he lives in a very dangerous time and yes. a dangerous neighborhood and needs to buy this super expensive alarm system. Yes. Which I know you remember. Yeah. You know, yeah. back the, in the nineties and the, too early. The gimmick that they would they were still yeah, like, yeah. 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 Every every home uh, security system commercial yeah. would just be like, Don't let this happen to you. To you. It's, just, <laughs> it's like terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> it's like uh, seller beware. That's yes, what it's called. That's what it was. Se- seller C E L L A R. Yes. Yeah. Yes, seller that beware. Was it. Mm-hmm. Um and Duckman buys into it. Yes. Yeah. Because he wants to keep his family safe. Safe. So he buys the Interlopian Führer 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> if if there was an alarm system called that, I would buy it too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. just, you know. uh, and it ends up locking them in the basement after failing to stop a burglary. And yeah. Well, just like, he tampers yeah. with it. Yes, he does do that. And yeah. Yeah. It shows it, there's a there's a bit of a cutscene where, you know, uh, like what Family Guy does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where yeah. the company that manufactures it is in front of the Supreme Court. Yeah. And the Supreme Court's <laughs> like, so you mean it'll lock the entire family inside and kill them all? And he's like, yeah, but that's only if you tamper with it manually without, you know. <laughs> hard- right. And then literally it cuts the duck man just tampering with the wire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Immediately cuts to it. Like, only if an idiot would do that. Only an idiot would do that. It's like, that's <laughs> him doing it. Uh, classic. I love it. I love that so stuff. good. <laughs> love that stuff. Uh, I think the last one I want to leave off on here, okay. uh, unless you have any more that you want to go through, any no. any big ones. Uh, but uh, the last one I want, want to like, this is my favorite episode of the show. Okay, uh, I absolutely love. They they reran it a lot, uh, but I, I enjoyed it every time it was on. Uh, and that is America the Beautiful. Yes, I, I oh, love man. America the Beautiful. What season was that? That uh, was, that was uh, season. One, uh, nope, uh, let me find it here. That was season two, episode 18, or episode five. Yeah. So episode 18 of the show, um, America the Beautiful. Oh, and, yes. That, that was the one that had the disclaimer at the very beginning. The very first, be- uh, the, the disclaimer the is full of heavy-handed and over-obvious allegory. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> And that is exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but as a twelve-year-old, I didn't really like garner the idea of like what allegory was or anything like yeah. that, you know. So, so like, but I did get it because it's so very obvious, like what's going on. But a bunch of multi-ethnic group of children are hired, hired Duckman Cornfed to find uh, their idol, which is yep. this model named America. Of course it is. Uh, and you know, it's like, America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful. And it's like, and it's like he's trying to find uh, America, and he looks. At, he's like, he's not interested, but then he sees the picture of her, and he's just like, she's gorgeous. And it's like, it's one of those moments of like humanity within like Duckman or whatever. And he's like, he's like, I'll find her, kids. I'll find, I'll find. Her. Like, so he goes to all of her ex boyfriends, and they're all allegories for the 1950s, the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. Oh yeah, and and just like how <laughs> how like she was like how like how. The different ways in which they loved her, in which they, you know, abused her or like didn't get along and just like all these things of like, like the, the positives and the negatives of those eras of America. And it's just beating you over the head with this allegory. It's just, it's not subtle at all. They say it right at the front, but it's really well done. Like it's, it's still, it's still a comedy and still funny because like he goes to the 1950s, you know, ex-boyfriend and he's like, you know, the nuclear family smoking a pipe dad, you know, and he's got a, he's got a new wife and she's like, do they want to come in for this? Speak only when spoken to kitten, you know, just like stuff like that, just terrible stuff. And it's so funny because like even on social media today, yeah, you know, if you have anybody on, you know, any form of social media that's you know mm-hmm. part of the 
you know, I'm not going to use the derogatory term that people like to throw around. Yeah. But people who remember the 50s and 60s, yeah. they, they look back on things so fondly. Yes. And it, yeah. it, it's right. very much so yeah, this yeah. episode then, because it's like not everything was so great. Not everything was great, obviously. And there were things that probably didn't notice, you know, like th- yeah. things like the that. The world wasn't yeah. as connected as we are now. Exactly. And then there's people who love the 60s, 60s man. And then, of course... Finds the ex-boyfriend from the '60s, and it's Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, it's like, yeah. and he's just this drugged-out hippie living in a thing. Yeah, man, she used to live in my van. We had a blast, you know. And just like, and just of course, yeah. like yeah, stuff like that. I can't remember what the '70s. Oh, the '70s guy was a disco dude. Yeah. He was like a disco king or whatever. And uh, yeah, and just it, it's it's really well done. And then they have this really cheesy song at the end because he fi- he ends up finding her like he's given up or whatever. Yeah. But then he finds America like like just like homeless and like living in a in a in a in a in a dump you know and like brings yeah. her out and he, sh- he uncovers her she's still beautiful like it's all it's all very heartwarming and yeah. ridiculous and sappy at the end and i actually just love it it's yeah. just it's a lot of fun it's, it's just a good yeah. reminder that you know yeah. kids yeah the 1960s are a gateway drug yeah right yeah <laughs> basically basically yeah. right uh and it just they have this goofy little song at the end where yeah. they just uh, sing it it's a it's a lot of fun i i recommend this episode Highly to anybody, uh, and it it also just displays the idea that he's a, that he's a detective, you know. Yeah. So you know, he he's actually doing his job. He's doing his job for this whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> like it's literally he's he's actually detecting and figuring things out, and he actually does figure out where she is. Like, so I mean, uh, theoretically, yeah. Duckman could be an Avenger, right? Yeah, exactly. There Duck, you go. He found Duckman him. America. Duckman America. He found him. <laughs> he found Captain him. Duckman. Captain Duckman. There we go. Uh, but before we cap off here. Uh, I want to talk about the finale because uh, yes, yes, we have to talk about the finale. we have to talk about the finale, which is uh, four weddings uh, inconceivable. Yeah, four weddings inconceivable, where everybody gets it's it's a it's kind of that old trope of like like oh we're gonna get have a marriage at the end of the at yep. the end of the season or whatever. Um, and uh, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, it's like everybody gets proposed to everybody. Yep. Uh, Doctor Stein comes back. Yep. Uh, so you got you got Ben Stein back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Chicken proposes to Bernice because they've had a long. Forgot to mention that through this whole thing, they have a whole thing to where yep. like she kind of has the hots for him. They kind of have the hots for each other. Corn Fred pr- proposes to Beverly, which I forgot that they had a thing at yeah. all. Completely forgot that that was a thing. That must have happened at some point, but I just forgot about that. Duckman proposes to Honey, which is King Chicken's ex. Yep. Uh, and uh, and I think there's like another a fourth one at some point. I, I yeah, but it's it's crazy. So or no, is is at the wedding of Doctor Stein where all this stuff happens. That's what it was. Yep. So like, so that was happening, and then these three also decide to get married. So they're all gonna have this wedding together. It's the basically, worst type of guests. It's the worst type of guests. They're all gonna have a a. a a, a wedding at the end of this whole thing and like you know and like Duckman's trying to put his past in behind him and get remarried and all this stuff and yeah. it's like kind of this whole like moving forward type thing and they're about to have the wedding and everybody's gonna get married and then Beatrice shows up to yeah. the wedding and it's just dead like, Beatrice shows up and they're like what you know as they, everything's all silent it's like Beatrice what what's going on and she goes didn't Cornfed tell you and then he turns to everyone just turns to Cornfed and he just goes uh, and then it ends, and that's it, <laughs> and that's all we know. I know, and it, it, it's, it's driven me, it's driven me nuts for years because, like, I went back, like, and I really dug into what happened here. Yeah, because it yeah. was, 
I, I couldn't believe it. I got my notes in here somewhere. Yeah. About basically like the cancellation of it. Yeah. And it, essentially they just, they weren't hitting their ratings as much as they could. And it was, it was a smaller budget show. I yeah. remember that. Um, but like, it just like, as the, as the, the years went on, I think it just shrank up. Was there anything like more to that? Uh, more um, uh, substantial? So, uh, they, they spoke, somebody spoke with, uh, the, one of the writers, uh, Michael Markowitz. Okay. Um, and he said, follow the series came to end. He's like, they, they never actually planned a part two. Oh, really? There was never a plan. And um, they just wrote that just to have a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. And he basically made it clear that he will never tell anybody <laughs> what he personally had planned for that. What? Um, he's he's I think it's a I think it's a bit that he's doing. Probably is a bit. He also goes on to say, I'm hoping to leave it to my heirs. For the inevitable day when Duckman is revived by future generations. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then yeah. uh, about several years back, I think back in like 2015, he posted on his Twitter page to response to a question about the cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Was then and now an X-Files fan? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, he said, Brighton episode yeah. was Dana Raynard. Yeah. Uh, um, Mulder Scully hint. Yeah. Uh, so involved government cover up of aliens. Okay. So, nice. you know, yeah. and uh, Everett Peck, you know, he's given his two cents on it before. Yeah. Um, how the show was completely mishandled. Yeah. Um, it wasn't promoted much. No, um, not at all. They kept switching time slots, which is one of the worst things you could do yeah, to a show. To any show. To yeah. any show. To any um, show. Anytime, it doesn't matter how good of a show is doing. No. But if it goes from, like, say, a Monday at 8 mm -hmm. o'clock. Yeah. And you just randomly say, we're going to put it on Thursday at 7. Yep. You're losing so much of your audience. You're losing everything. You know, you, you know what never switches time slot? Friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never switch. You know what takes over more time slots? Monday <laughs> yeah. Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. But, uh, you know, he uh, spoke with... Uh, group called Popdos in 2009 okay. because they, they finally released Duckman on DVD, which I own. Yes, I own um, it as well. I own it as well. I, yeah. I, I went back and rewatched those DVDs getting in preparation for this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's some, there's some, it's just a great collection to have. Yeah. It's super affordable. Yep. Super. Um, it's, it's very affordable and there's no streaming by the way. This is not none, streaming on anything. Nothing. Apparently for a time it was on Amazon, at least season one was, yeah. but it is not on there any longer. Very briefly. Yeah, um, it's not on there any longer. So this DVD is cheap, but it's it's the only way you can watch it. <laughs> yes, and um, be, you know because of everything that they were going on, they they could never really build a solid fan base. Mm -hmm. um, USA treated the first three seasons fairly well, even though it did air on Saturday evenings. Yeah, which is when TV ratings aren't really high. Yeah, but most of season four aired in the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, it was like one. It was like yeah. one a.m. So if I remember right. Yeah, the only people watching that were yeah. like your night owls or your people that work nights or. Yeah. You know, people that were yeah that couldn't sleep, insomniacs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Which we need to bring back shows I, for insomniacs. That's like, that's right. I forgot because it was on that block that would do like the whole like Elvira stuff and like yes. the, and like the old like the move the monster movies. I was like, and then Duckman at three a.m. or something yes. like that, and it was the latest season of Duckman, yeah. like three a.m. on freaking Saturdays. I, I I'd like to personally <laughs> thank all of those blocks for yeah. turning me into the night owl that I was <laughs> right. for the majority of my life. Right. I'm pretty sure I was the only seven year old who was up at three 30 in the morning. Right. Reco <laughs> recording Joe Bob Briggs, <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs, Joe on, Bob Briggs, on, man. on TNT. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, yeah, Duckman has a lot of influence on today's, you mm -hmm. know, entertainment. Yeah. Um, especially adult anima animation, uh, yeah. family guy, Bojack Horseman definitely owns oh, yeah. a lot of things to this show. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, the, the the humans and the the animal hybrid world and stuff like that. Yeah, you know yeah, he's crass, sure. rude, horrible father, really yeah. against the world. He's convinced has wronged him in some way. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a random trivia. Yeah. About Duckman. Let's go ahead with it. All right. So most people don't know. Yeah. But Duckman aired on Cartoon Network in I, Spain. Okay. Yeah. For about yeah. one year. On Interesting. Late nights, Interesting. Alongside the critic. Okay. Months before Adult Swim was even a thing in the United States. Right. So apparently, though, this caused a lot of problems. Because it was just on in the daytime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and parents, you know, in Spain just lost it. Lost it. Yeah. Over yeah. This a very, a very, a very Catholic nation, Spain. <laughs> so yes. It's like, yes. I don't think that they would be very, yeah, especially happy to have a crass talking duck. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, I, you know, in the middle of the day. You know, earlier I mentioned Happy Tree Friends. So. Mm-hmm. I have a personal story about my misconception of happy tree friends. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. So um, one time I was watching my nieces. Yeah. And I was looking for something that they could enjoy. <laughs> I had no idea what happy tree friends was. Right. I think it was Netflix. It was one of those streaming services. And right. I'm like, all right, it's a cartoon with some cute looking bunnies. Happy tree friends. Happy tree friends. <laughs> Played that. Got about. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yep, that that. So I understand mm-hmm. where those parents were coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the original draft, mm-hmm. apparently Duckman and Bernice were actually written as husband and wife. Yes, they, and they they felt that was like too dark, like yeah. the way they treated each other. Yeah. So they was reworked. But they do kind of hint on it throughout in certain spots mm-hmm. throughout the series. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a hot tub scene where they. Yeah. You know, they don't do anything, but yeah, you could tell. Yeah. There's, there's just something yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Friends like these actually had real, oh, going back, real friends cast signed to play themselves. Mm-hmm. And they dropped out the last second because NBC yeah, was kind of like, no, nah, we're not doing that. That's a good one. That's a good bit. Um, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead were planned for a cameo. I remember that. I remember that being, um, I remember reading about that. Uh, it was uh, right after, it was apparently the fu- episode that predominantly featured fire. And this was right around that time mm-hmm. that little kid set yeah. his house on fire. And yeah. Said he got it yeah. from Beavis and Butthead. Fire, fire. Yeah. yeah. Fire. Not- which he changed, which they changed after that. He didn't say fire anymore. He said something else. Something else. Yeah. Can't yeah. And, yeah. uh, of course, quite a few of Duckman's, um, I mean, you'll see if you watch the fourth season, mm-hmm. there's a lot of musical scenes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Alexander, before getting really famous on television, was mm-hmm. a stage actor. Yep. Uh, did a lot of you know musicals, things like that. Um, he's a star on Broadway. He actually won a Tony Award in the late '80s. Yeah. Um, and he was in a Broadway called Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> go yeah, figure. A, yep. There we go. But yeah, good stuff, man. I, I th- this is a great show. It was a great Absolutely. show. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad I finally got to talk about it with somebody. Yes. Like man. I'm like the I'm, I'm not the only one that watched it. Like my brother watched it, but yeah. like. I, I really enjoyed this show, yeah. and I don't know many people that actually really Dude, enjoy it. So. I, well, I remember the night we were having dinner, and, we, and it got brought up, and I was yeah. just like, Duckman? Duckman, let's, Duck let's, let's yes. do it. Like, let's do it. Because, yeah. you know, this, <laughs> they said this was, this especially, this show was on during a very formidable time in my life, um, where I was watching, you know, Monster Madness, and or Monster mm-hmm. Vision. Monster Vision, you yeah, know, stuff like USA that. USA late at night, you know, USA up all night. Up all night, that's right. <laughs> I remember that, yep. <laughs> But glad that wasn't just a regional thing. There you go. So, you know. Man, it's a good show. Good show. Greg, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. This has been the Animation Destination Podcast. You can check us out at animationdestination.com, destinationcomics.com slash DNN. You can also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram at Animation Destination. But uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned.
you for listening. D-N-N.